Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is Friday, June 12th, 2020. It is the 90th day of quarantine where I live. And we find ourselves today in the tennis match of the Bible. Let me explain what I mean by that. We started in Luke chapter 10, where the apostles are going out and the Lord says if they their message is not received, it would be better for these cities. It'll be worse for them than it was at Sodom and in Gomorrah. So think about this like a tennis match where the New Testament has just hit the ball back to Genesis 18 and 19, where the account of the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah happens. Then we were on our side of the court now in the in the Old Testament and studying this a little bit and appreciating the characteristics of the Old Testament that the New Testament maybe doesn't uh, have quite as well. One of the things, uh, the, the stories come at you a little bit slower, the pictures are a little bit greater, and the picture that we are left with is this moment where uh, God has decided that he's going to show Abraham his judgment, then he judges uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, 100% of the people there are under a judgment. Abraham is like an observer to this. And then the verse of the day is uh, from Genesis chapter 19, verse 29. So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. So we find Abraham standing over uh, the valley where Sodom and Gomorrah was, and we find a perfect God perfectly judging sin in Sodom. The bad news is that same God is still alive and finding sin in Omaha and finding sin in Athens, Greece, and Athens, Ohio, and everywhere. We have this same God, and we have this problem is that he is also a just God. He is a perfect God of justice, and he, the word that's associated with justice, which we don't like to get to quite as quickly, is judgment. So when was the last time that you proclaimed out loud, maybe in your church or in your car, I love the judgment of God? Or when you think about God's judgment and you think about Sodom, uh, and you think about the abyss like we did a couple weeks ago, do you end up with a little bit of throw up in your mouth? So the reason being, the reason you have, might have a little throw up in your mouth, we said the verse yesterday from Psalm 130, is who can stand? If, if the Lord marks iniquities, if the Lord counted sin, who of us would be in trouble? Everybody. So the tennis match can can bop back to the New Testament, the very famous uh, passage from Romans 3.23, and that is, all have sinned, all fall short of the glory of God. Well, the rest of the Bible really just explains that. You think about the, the, the people of the Bible. Uh, was Abraham a sinner? Answer, yes. Was Josiah one of my favorites in the Old Testament? Was he a sinner? Yes. Was Solomon a sinner? Yes. Was David a sinner? Yes. You can't find an example. Uh, you can find easier examples. Was, was Nebuchadnezzar 
a sinner. Oh yeah, that guy, he was a monster. He was the Hitler of the day, uh, and and yet the Lord had uh, had mercy on him. The so back to the tennis match. For example, the Book of Romans has this this level of frustration. It's like, wait a minute, I am under the judgment of God too. How am I going to get out of this? And uh, Romans chapter seven verse twenty four is kind of a watershed moment where he builds an argument, this argument essentially that I'm uh, building now is that all have sinned, all fall short. How am I going to get out of this? I am in big trouble. Who can? Who will deliver me? I can't deliver myself. I can't unsinify myself. Um, and I have this just God that's over, that's over me and judging me. Can I save myself? Can I pull myself up by the brutes, my own bootstraps? Basically, it says, I am in a world of hurt and absent the intervention of uh, the favor and the grace and the mercy of God, you and I would be up a spiritual creek. And that's the moment that we see here with Abraham standing on this peak, looking down at Sodom and Gomorrah. So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham. God is in the remembering business. So he sees Abraham, who is a sinner, by the way, and absent his choice and his election and his favor and his promise to him, he's probably the Lord's maybe thinking of uh, uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, where he's making this covenant with Abraham I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I missed verse 2. And I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. He may be thinking those things about Abraham. Or he may be thinking about uh, Noah. And same same story, there's this judgment that goes across this the earth. And I just love 8, verse 1. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. So absent the remembering of God. This is the way the Old Testament says this. Absent the remembering of God, we're all in big trouble. Now, we'll, the volley of the tennis volley will go back to the New Testament and we'll get more explanation about what the New Testament says about this and some more details that is great about the New Testament. But for now... We're back in the Old Testament. What are we going to do? How are we going to get out of this mess? And it's only because that God remembers.